right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. We are in Phoenix, Arizona. If you're watching on YouTube, check this place yeah. out. If you're listening, go to YouTube. Check out our place. We're in the backyard here of an Airbnb right next to the convention center. We are here uh, participating in America Fest. 2023 20, baby 2023 here we go but if you're if you're watching on video you already see who i got with me mr christian edwards What's as up? always and we've got a treat for ourselves today for for yourselves today <laughs> and ourselves i guess that's true right are you okay with being called a treat right yeah, now just okay perfect he is a treat <laughs> mr <laughs> kevin jones what's up brother so good to be here Man, honored to be here so privileged ha- yes mm. so happy to have you here and just amongst the king's council community for those that don't know kevin uh kevin is uh lead pastor of uh, summit church in elkins west virginia and uh man we've got to get to know each other the past few months it's just been epic having you a part of the king's council community and who'd have thought you you actually found us on a podcast and we're come full circle now you're on the podcast yeah i was mowing my yard listening to the graham allen podcast nice and I heard this story from these crazy guys. I thought they were nuts. <laughs> and this story about a poverty mindset, which I believe it was you two on that podcast. Yep. Yes. Yep. And I think you told Christian that the, he wanted to make just enough to get by in the mm-hmm. ministry. And you said, that's the most selfish thing I've ever heard. Yep. And I thought, man, that's good. That is really good. So I, uh, I looked into you guys and, and here I am. Cool. Yeah. A month later, something yeah. like that. I can't, I can't take credit for it because uh, I... I came across it from just reading the parable of the Good Samaritan, right? Yeah. Like really, I mean, the revelation of, of why we do what we do within the King's Council is to be provision for the God-given vision of the church, which is what? To take care of widows and orphans and, and those that are in need. But we can't, I mean, we can pray for every everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Which we absolutely should. That's first and foremost. But we I think I read this this uh, quote from Margaret Thatcher. It said, uh, if the Good Samaritan only had good intentions nobody would even know who he was he wouldn't even made the book of the bible yeah this is the intentions i mean even that the the um uh the levite and and like the the religious people that just walked past him i mean they probably have been like uh yeah i'll pray for him but they probably didn't like how many people actually say they're gonna pray for you but Mm -hmm. then don't i mean i've been guilty of saying that but yeah the the understanding of like hey we if we can do Right, we know it takes works to actually put our faith into action. If we can do, uh, that's what we got to do. Yeah, right. Not to go on a tangent, we got way more to talk about. Yeah, but I just get well, fired up talking about that. Sure. Well, why don't you tell the audience why we're even here in Phoenix yes. at Amfest? It's not just we're here for America Fest to take in this awesome event thrown by Charlie Kirk and his team, Turning Point Faith. But you're actually speaking on the panel yeah. for Turning Point Come Faith. On. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I'm, yeah don't even know what we're talking about yet but yeah. uh, it's going to be fun Do you something about jesus It'll, yeah. yes of course gospel in the government um but just uh, the the need for the church to really step up come on um and i just love what what turning point faith is actually doing we got a little train in the background if you guys hear that um what turning point what, what charlie has done uh over the, since i mean the last decade and yeah. then just through covid uh he they really put a charge into turning point faith and they got to share a lot with us last night um and this is kevin your first we got to so christian i got to attend the the faith event in september in san diego we were like this is like these are our people yeah they are righteous pastors that are that are leading the charge that are actually speaking from the pulpit what needs to be heard not just cotton candy Mm -hmm. like 
uh, seeker-friendly approach, which there's a there's a time and place for that most yeah. definitely. But the church itself, I just think of, uh, you know, every epistle that was written. It was written to the church of like a call to arms. Like, what are you freaking doing, mm-hmm. right? And just knowing Kevin that it was your uh, first time in I mean just a couple hour dinner we had last night but I would love to get your feedback on yeah. just what you thought man yeah super cool you could just tell when you walked in the room that you're in a room with people who you're aligned with mm-hmm. and that's super cool C.S. Lewis said that church when we go to church it should be preparation for battle yeah not just telling people what they want to hear that we're, we're going into war yeah and you get that vibe when you're in there that these people are preparing for something bigger than a Sunday morning um, yeah. Sing a few songs, and let me tell you something that uh, that I've been feeling lately. No, we're going into war, and mm. I think that everybody there is on that same page. Uh, but it was incredible, incredible yes. first night for sure. Yes. Yeah, so my my favorite part about it is it's different denominations in the same room, yeah. and one of the the biggest themes Charlie mentioned it last night is this is a a group uh, of pastors where their church is never going to be deemed non essential again churches are going to step up have courage if the government ever says shut down no we're not going to shut down and i I love that that that's the common bond that and really it should be what the whole church is the whole church body every pastor if you're a pastor you should have the boldness and courage to stand up for truth for what's right and unfortunately it's not the case it's not it really isn't and righteousness like you know we were talking about different churches putting a gay flag out there and Mm -hmm. stuff like that it's just it's pathetic it's pitiful it really is. And it ultimately, there's going to be a lot less people in heaven because of it. Yeah. yeah. That breaks my heart even really thinking about that. But, I mean, we know. It's not like uh, you've just been teaching a lot in Revelation at at, uh, at Summit. And, um, I mean, we know this is stuff that's going to happen, right? So, we we of all people, we shouldn't be, like, surprised. We should be yeah. righteously angry, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we're not going to stand for this. We're going to stand for what's right. We're going to stand for truth. And at the end of the day, truth is... It, it, it causes division. It absolutely does. If it doesn't, then it, in the world it, there's it, it, there's no gray, right? There it is. It is black and white in a rainbow world that we live in, right? And it's it's an understanding what truth actually is, and not willing to bend a knee yeah. to the wokeism that's taken place in America specifically. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's happening elsewhere, but we're under attack. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right? And yeah. and Kevin, I mean, I think. Uh, you just been, you know, from afar, we've just been watching some of your sermons online and things. And I think you just do an incredible job at, at leading your flock. Thank you. Um, and they're blessed to have you in that, that community there, man. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think, uh, I mean, I'm excited. I'm, I'm hoping we're going to, we're going to be able to come in in 2024 Absolutely. and spend some time there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd love to hear. I, well, I know it. Riley knows it, but I'd love for you to share with the audience a little bit of your testimony and even how yeah. you got to be lead pastor of this church, this growing church. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll comment on one thing you just said really quick before we move on. Mm-hmm. In Revelation chapter one, it says that there's a blessing on anybody who reads this book. Mm. Now, for the people that would have read that in the first century, um, towards the end of the first century, they would have known the majority of what was happening. They would have understood the symbolism, uh, the culture. We have to study this. We have to learn this stuff. But it says there's a blessing on anybody that reads this book. And not only read it, but when you, when you read it, the, 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 the thing that should happen is you should go tell people about it. Yeah. And we're supposed to be a church 
of overcomers and instead we become a church of overlookers and, and we just we appease the world and I think that we're entering a season right now if there's any pastors watching this or church leaders we are entering into a season indeed the season is here right now when everybody's got to stand up yeah everybody has to take a stand and that's dirty and, and actually uh your your wife Lucy said something the first time I met her the last time and it just stuck out to me um, it stuck out to me she said I was telling her some of the issues that we're dealing with as the church is growing and she said she looked at me she said it cost you something and I said yes it does it cost you something mm. it costs you something but the reward is so much greater yeah. than the risk the reward is so much greater um, I think last night they said the kingdom will cost you a lot but it pays really well. Yeah. The reward is far greater right. than anything. Um, my testimony, uh, eight years ago, I was in Nashville playing guitar and uh, shredding down on Broadway, trying to go on tour with some guys and anybody. I just wanted to play music, and I got a gig in West Virginia for three months playing a Christmas show at a theater in, in, in Elkins, West Virginia. And so I went up there with a drummer friend of mine, played the show. I was not saved. I was not following the Lord. Mm -hmm. I was an absolute heathen. And somebody invited me to church. And I grew up Church of Christ, super religious. Um, someone invited me to their church. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was very reluctant, but I went. And the moment I walked in, I said, this is not for me. This is people raising their hands and clapping. Mm -hmm. And everybody's happy and friendly. This is <laughs> not what church is supposed to look like. And uh, God spoke to me that day. Uh, through the pastor at the time and just started pulling me in and I met my wife there we got married I moved out of Nashville into West Virginia and uh, we became the worship pastors a few years later we did that for a couple years and then the lead pastor said hey we're we're leaving we're, we're fe we feel called to move on and God spoke to me and said it's time to go it's time to step up so mm -hmm. we've been doing that for two years um, five years ago I know 2017 so like six years ago um, I was in California I had this radical encounter with the Lord and this this girl behind me this this random girl said do you mind if I pray that you would get filled with the Holy Spirit and my first thought was how do you know I got the Holy Spirit you know what I mean right, right. <laughs> I got all the Holy Spirit I need and um, she said would you allow me to do that and my first thought is no absolutely not yeah and something inside of me just said you can't leave here without letting her pray for you. Little did I know my wife and my sister were praying that I'd get filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Just have this encounter with God. And uh, against everything in my being, I let her pray for me. And in that moment, I got filled with the Spirit of God. It's unlike anything I've ever experienced. It was an incredible encounter with the Lord. And the next morning I woke up and God told me as plain as day, the clearest I've ever heard from the Lord, he said, I am going to make you the next pastor of Summit Church. Mm. Now, at that time, there was an executive pastor, a children's pastor, youth pastor. There was just this hierarchy, and I wasn't even on staff. And I thought it was crazy. Didn't tell my wife for a year. Fast forward six years, and here we are. God is faithful, man. So it's just been an incredible journey. So you didn't tell her about the word from the Lord about being a pastor, but did she know when you came home that you were filled with the Holy Spirit? Yes. Yeah. She did know that. There was yeah. an obvious change. Um she knew that for sure yeah yeah oh i love it it's so it's real like, yeah. when when the holy spirit is present you feel him mm. it's unbelievable absolutely man that's i didn't know that story man thank yeah. you for sharing that yeah that's so good so the past two years have just been um 
this 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 adventure with the Lord, the first year of being in the pulpit. Um, I was watching all the cool pastors kind of mimicking their messages, writing my own, but kind of, hey, I want my church to look like this. I want to be a mega church. And then January of 2023 of this year, uh, God spoke to me and said, I want you to, to go off of this path that you've been on. I want you to start talking about real stuff. Mm. I want you to start talking about the real thing. And so I started speaking out on trans ideology, uh, abortion, corrupt government, the complacency that has plagued the church. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, when we first started, there was 130 people in the church. By January of 2023, there was about 200, 220. Uh, since January, right now, we're at 550 mm -hmm. to 600. Wow. And it all started when I started talking about real things. Yeah. Right. So so has anybody said to you, why are you preaching politics from the pulpit? Absolutely. Yeah. What's your answer? Absolutely. My answer is that's how this country was founded. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Literally how our country was founded. Yeah. Is because a group of men said, we are going to talk about this. And our religious liberties have been, have, have been sought after. Um, and I think that it's one of the, the biggest schemes of the enemy right now is to take that away. And it's just something I'm really passionate yeah. passionate about. And we're seeing the fruits of it. People, people are waking up and coming alive, going to Board of Education meetings, going to city council meetings, making their voice heard. And that's what we have to do right now. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And Charlie mentioned last night some of the things that get mistaken for politics from the pulpit. Mm -hmm. They're not political issues they're moral issues yes they're discussed in politics and these are political platforms but is abortion a political issue or is it a moral issue killing an unborn baby in a woman's right. womb it's a moral issue the this filth that these books that are in the these grammar school li libraries it's it's a moral issue yeah you know chopping your genitalia off to become a different sex that's a moral issue it, it it's mental health it's it's uh demonic spirits mm, that absolutely. that are playing a factor it's good versus evil so it, it's not political at all well it is political because that's what the political conversations are right now right but at the end of the day there are moral conversations that the church needs to have yeah absolutely yeah what i love about this this group here and, and you kevin just even stepping up and being the leader in your community man because from just what i know it's like from what i know of Elkins and, and what we talked about it's like there's nobody else that's that's yeah. that's putting a flag in the sand and saying no this is this is right and not not even the flag of America the flag of Jesus mm. right back to morally this is what this is about and for the pastors and I would even love to hear your take on this Kevin for the pastors that are like oh we don't do politics uh we're we're, we're just we want to just preach the gospel that's just we're just want to preach the gospel what would you say to them because uh, I I feel like I know what I would say to them, but I'm curious of what, what you would, would say to them uh, and really their, maybe their responsibility to do this versus their afraid of offending people. Yeah, what absolutely. That is something that Charlie Kirk said this last night. He has very little patience for that. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I was born with that, just a lack of patience. The, the reality is this. If it's important, you make a way. If it's not, you make an excuse. Mm -hmm. I'll say it again. If it's important, you make a way. If it's not, you make an excuse. That's good. So what's important to you? Is the kingdom important to you or is church attendance important to you? Yeah. Is the gospel of Jesus Christ and people coming to know him important to you or is the way people look at you important to you? And, and that's a question that pastors and church leaders, you have to answer that question. If you haven't come uh, to a conclusion on that question, like, like to your soul, 
you do not belong in a pulpit. That's mm. the end of the story. Yeah. Mm. And you have to be willing to take a risk. You have to take a risk. You have to risk people leaving your church. You just have to do it. Be yeah. bold. God told me as soon as we stepped into this position, he said, if everybody leaves this church, I will fill it up again. Yeah. Mm. And so since that day, I've said, I am going to be obedient and watch God do the extraordinary. Yeah. Our job is not tolerance. Our job is obedience. Yes. Yeah. And I think there's too many pastors that are becoming really tolerant right now. Patrick Bad Davis said it on his podcast yesterday. He said, tolerance is the problem. That's, yeah. We need to be more intolerant. And that is so right. countercultural right now. Um, so good, man. Obedience, obedience is our responsibility. The outcome is, is God. Exactly. Mm. Yes. Exactly. Yep. And our, exactly. our call to be obedient. So whether you're, you're a, you know, an entrepreneur like us or a, a pastor, which by the way, I think pastors are like the, you know, church leaders are like ultimate entrepreneurs, right? That's an For undertaking. Sure. Um, so I don't want to, I don't even like, you know, classifying them as, as separate people. Those listening know, I believe everybody is an entrepreneur at the core of it. If we're willing to undertake the task at hand, or you mentioned even the risk. And I don't even think it's it, from a kingdom perspective, right? Which again, God's rule and reign in our life. There's no risk. Is, there's zero risk ex- other than your your salvation maybe and your rewards in heaven the like other than that you're accountable to one and only your creator and how you lead your flock i mean first off we're we're held accountable even more so uh those that are in those type of positions which frightens the daylights out of me at times right even just like doing podcasts like this it's like i want to so be rooted in truth Mm. that there's no question of of us leading others astray um and and if you're leading a church or or a, a flock they're they're looking to you of what is right and what is wrong what is what is truth and what is anything but the truth Mm. right and when when the pastors that are saying that hey i just don't want to be political or uh, even choosing a candidate from the front of the room i I think i could understand i'm not going to like alt-right say this is who you should vote for but it's pretty clear (laughs) that it's it's a moral like these are what this party believes in this is what this party believes in it ain't even close as to who you should vote for if you are a right. Bible-believing Christian on this earth. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, if I, you watch the debate, if you, you can watch this on YouTube, I encourage you to go back and watch the debate between JFK and Nixon. And there's this void between them. They're, they're, they definitely stood uh, on different uh, ends of the aisle, if you will, with several things, foreign policy, stuff like that, taxes. But it was very, it was narrow. It was very narrow. It's kind of like, I might be Democrat. I might be a Republican. I lean left. I lean right sometimes. That void has gotten immeasurably yeah. larger yeah. to where you can see the divide. And, and scripture says that brother will become against brother. Mm-hmm. Father will become against son. It says it's going to happen. And that paints this picture of this divide that's going to just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger as we draw near uh, to the end times. And they said something last night that I thought was brilliant. Uh, they said silence is tacit compliance. Mm-hmm. Your silence is your endorsement of the thing that you're choosing, making the decision to be silent about. Yeah. It's your consent in what yeah. is happening. Yes. And that's unacceptable. It's just unacceptable right now. And when you were talking about the uh, people praying about things but never really doing it, mm-hmm. today in 2023, some things, and this might be a, a controversial statement, but I believe this, some things do not require prayer. They require 
obedience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just procrastinating. God already told us what to do. We're just procrastinating. Yeah. And maybe there's a pastor or a church leader listening to this, and there's something in your soul that's been telling you what I'm doing is not fulfilling to my soul. I'm getting up every Sunday, I'm preaching, I'm speaking. Maybe even people are coming in, but there's something, there's a void there. Something is missing. God, the Holy Spirit is trying to get a hold of you and say, I am doing something in this season. Get off the bench. (laughs) Somebody wake up. We are doing something incredible right now. And I don't want to get to heaven. I don't want to get to glory. Stand before my creator. And he said, why did you say it? Why weren't you on the field? Mm. Where were you? Mm. And that's just something I'm really passionate about right now. Wake up. America. Yes. Wake up. So good. Yes. I'm about to run through a wall. Me too. Yeah, bro. <laughs> this is, fires me up because that, that's just like, absolutely. Like the only thing I want to hear when, when we get to heaven is well done. Well done. Like I want to be dead freaking tired. I want to be like bare bone. Like I'm wore out. I want to be like Paul. Like I ran this race. Right. And, and, but it, it takes that obedience factor of like, are we going to do this? Even though I don't know, this, doesn't the numbers don't work out or this doesn't make sense according to the world but at the end of the day the kingdom is completely inverse to what this world tells us absolutely and that's what's so exciting so even when i mentioned like it's it's not risky if we know we have been given that call we've been given that that maybe it's a direct word from from god or uh just reading through scripture uh if you want a direct word from god just open the bible first off right it's it's just like if you're not in the word of god or even mention uh, people having to go and pray about things if you're prayed up you can make quick decisions if you're in your prayer closet daily the the decisions on the daily are are easy because you're already prayered up and holy spirit led uh and that's where i think a lot of us are missing it me included a lot of times right and it's just like it's a convicting factor for me to even you know verbalize this stuff like we have to be battle ready yeah because 2024 is going to be big a battlefield big yeah yes yeah this morning i was studying genesis 22 when god calls abraham and abraham says here i am Mm. right and a few verses later now it's amazing because it's so remarkable i I was out here early this morning i was just meditating on this and it was so convicting to me because if abraham wasn't in a position how many times is god saying riley riley kevin kevin christian christian and we're just like we we don't hear jack because we're just not in that place spiritually to hear him but so keen was abraham and he said here i am and then it wasn't for him to go do something mighty, right? Something honorable. It was a test. It was go sacrifice your son. It's like, oh, Lord. It's like, I, I wish I didn't hear you, God, right? But no, he was in that place. But check this out. If it wasn't for that keen hearing again, what happened right before he was about to yeah. sacrifice Isaac? Abraham, Abraham, the angel of the Lord said his name. And again, he said, here I am. So he was just so in tune with the Lord. And I, I so desire to be in that place 100 percent of the time just if god calls your number and again a lot of us we're we think we're ready to get in the game and god's not even saying kevin kevin or riley riley because we're on the sideline we're we're not even we don't even have our sweats on yet right they're on the b team right yeah right we're in the bleachers we're picking our nose uh fiddling with our thumbs and not even ready so many people want to get called by god and we're just not ready to go into the game yet we have to always be ready and never never get ready always be ready so you don't have to get ready and for when god's going to call your number to go into the game whatever that looks like and what's again remarkable with abraham it was a test 
It was a test that he was calling them to. Yeah. And our, our faith is never going to grow. We're never going to grow spiritually without those tests. So are you willing to be ready at all times for your number to get called to go into the game, even if it means ridicule, humiliation, perhaps martyrdom, right? Yeah. Are you prepared for that? And I, I stand shoulder to shoulder with you guys any day of the week, I think, collectively. And that's what makes King's Council so great. It's a bunch of like-minded people who are like, yeah, let's get in the game. Let's do this yeah. in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah. Here I am. Dude, that's yep. so good. Absolutely. Love it. Can I read this quote, please, by Patrick Henry? I love this. I love this so much. He said this, it cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often, too strongly or too often, that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religions, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. How much more explicit yeah. can you possibly get? Yeah. And when you get a group of men, when the men in this country are going to be willing, when they're willing to get on their knees, lift their hands, mm -hmm. get into a community of believers, whether that's business, whether that's your church, whether that's with your family, when you get into a community of like-minded believers, God will do the impossible. Yeah. Yes. That's so good, man. Yeah, was it 55 out of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence, Bible-believing, regularly attending church Christians? Who was the other Judas? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody even I don't know. Knows. Let's look that guy up. Nobody even knows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so good. It is good. Man, I'm just uh, excited for what the rest of this weekend's going to hold. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we'll do another follow-up episode, even just sharing that with you guys. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think it, there's, there's so much that, that needs to be done here um, for, I was just, I was going to say in America, but I just think for the church above and beyond America, like mm -hmm. capital C church, just so much that needs to be done because there is a, a sifting of the sand that's taking place, right? It's, it is, I mean, we're seeing, you can't even like pull up social media without seeing just the craziness that's going on Absolutely. in in the world, but that's infiltrated the church, right? With all sorts of junk that we don't even need to bring up, but it's just it's it's happening. And there is a back to the community that you said. I think the reason that it happens is lack of community, lack of brothers and sisters that are willing to. Uh, call each other on their crap yeah. that are willing to hold each other accountable to actual truth mm -hmm. um, and are not being uh, won over by the deceptions of the world of even those the pastors that are like well I don't want to turn anybody away I don't want to lose uh, part of our congregation because we can't even afford rent right now yeah let it, if the tithe goes down it's like well that's probably why because yeah, your mindset is that way right and what you've been doing isn't working exactly mm -hmm. what you what got you here <laughs> right. will not necessarily get you there yeah. yes what got you to where you are right now maybe you're a, a church of a hundred people and, and you're at a hundred people and you've been there for 10 years what got you there is not going to get you where God wants you to go mm -hmm. that's the reality of the situation and you have to get off the fence that I, I think this is so interesting to consider so many people are on the fence they live in that gray area what did, what did Jesus say in, to the church of Laodicea he said, I wish, I wish you, out. you were in or out. Yeah. That's what he's saying. I wish you were in. I wish you were out. But since you're in the middle, since you are on the fence, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. The reality is Satan owns the fence. Yeah. He owns the gray area. If you are not all in, you are all out. And it's just really, 
Uh, we live in one of the most crucial seasons of human history. And, and we get the opportunity and the chance. God saw fit to put Riley here, to put Christian here, to put Kevin here, to put whoever's watching this or listening. He saw fit to put you in the world during this season of human history. Mm. And you have a role to play. Yeah. And, and I really believe that one of the first steps you can take to, to walking in that purpose is to get in a community of like-minded believers. Mm. Get into a community of men that will build you up. The, the enemy thrives in isolation. What did God say? It is not good for man to be alone. Get in a community. Yeah. And that's what fires me up about King's Council. Yeah. It is just that everybody's at a different place, too. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's perfect here. Yeah. I'm a sinner. I mess up all the time. I'm still a pastor. I'm still doing what God has called me to do. I'm at the altar every single week before I get on stage saying, Lord, work through an incredibly flawed human being right now. Mm. Yeah. Work through a, a man who struggles with sin, with temptation. But my obedience to take the stage anyway, God operates in that. Yes. Yeah, so and good. I just feel like one of the things that's stopping men from reaching the next level, not only in their faith, but with their family, uh, with your work, with your job, with your soul, is your obedience. Yeah. Obedience to do what God's called you to do. And that is be a man. Mm, so good. So what I just heard you say is community helps cure complacency absolutely that's a very eloquent way of saying that yeah absolutely that's good stuff you can use that i will yeah let me write that down yeah. that Sunday, <laughs> next Sunday. the three c's community cures complacency i'll give you i'll give you the credit the first time, the time <laughs> just take it man nobody knows me you're this big time pastor in west virginia nobody knows me <laughs> uh i love it this is so good um well let's do a, let's do a part two if if we can love um, to. i would love to to make this happen and really just continue to dive deep with yeah. with you kevin specifically on on some of these hot topics and uh yeah i think that's great for those if if, if first off if you are um in anywhere in the elkins west virginia area by Come on. all means yeah. check Come on. out all some six country. of you that are listening yeah. <laughs> <laughs> check it out uh it'd be worth the trip if you're anywhere within a couple hours yeah um uh, I'm sure Kevin would love to, to meet you and, and uh, be a warm welcome there. Yeah, and Summit you get a free Church. mug the yeah. first time you come. Free mug. Dude, I'm coming. Coffee then. mug. I'm coming. Love it. I'm coming. Uh, which we are coming, actually. We're uh, part of what we'll be announcing in 2024 uh, are some dates on the map uh, in which we are coming to a city maybe near you uh <laughs> check out the calendar uh once we w update that but uh uh we'll be coming into to elkins excited to spend so, some, some time there yeah. and um yeah and really just continue to to do what uh what the king's council is all about it's it's uh leading the charge being provision for the god-given vision of the church knowing that uh back to margaret thatcher good intentions doesn't do a whole lot unless you actually take action on it and at the end of the day there's not a lot you can do in America without provision, or the world for that matter, mm -hmm. but all the more reason why in America we need to take this so freaking incredibly serious because we have every gifting, we have every resource That's at right. our disposal right now. People in India don't necessarily get to say that. People in Myanmar don't get to say that. People in... in uh, anywhere in Africa. They don't have the, the abilities and the resources that we have. So yep. get your freaking butt off the couch and get to work. Because yep. you'll have to answer for it. You will you have to, have answer, to for answer for it. We all will. Yeah. And if that doesn't scare you to death, if the fear of the Lord isn't within you, then get yourself around a, a tribe, a community, whether it's in your local church or if you don't even know, join us. Hit us up. Joinkingscouncil.com. 
uh, and we would love to just get to know you more. We host Bible study every Wednesday. It's yeah. it's for free. It's free. Right. It's free, baby. You can Nobody else does free Bible studies. <laughs> Nobody else. <laughs> well, not not led by yours truly. That's true. Yes. Yeah, I, I do for free for King's Council. I usually charge elsewhere. Yes. So it's uh, <laughs> how much do you charge? I, I've never I've never made a dime except for this. This is ministry. King's Council for me is ministry. Yeah. It wasn't until ministry uh, until King's Council came along that I made a dime. Even like guest speaking other places, I was like, for sure, I'm getting something, babe. Are we gonna give it right back to the church? Just what are we gonna do? Never got a dime. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. No, that's all right. Yeah, you still head to the plow, man. Hand to the plow. Oh yeah, but th- this is, I think, that um, faithfulness in that journey yeah. helped led to this. And, Absolutely. I mean, I would never change a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right on. Well, we'll do part two then. Yeah. For those listening, if those watching, I'm going to throw Christian in this pool right behind us here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so part two, he might be a little dripping wet, uh, but we will see you guys. Kevin, it's been a pleasure, brother. Thank you yeah. so much. Man. So Honored good. to be here. So Honored to be here. Really. Thanks, brother. Yes. We'll see you guys on next week's episode.